Dear students, wherever you go, whatever you do, knowledge is right here for you. AP State Council of Higher Education created podcasts for easy and quick access to innovative learning. They aim to reinforce fundamental concepts. These engrossing podcasts will enable independent learning and enrich your knowledge and skills. Come, listen, learn and lead the world. This is Dr. G. Bula Pearl Sunanda teaching history at Maristella College, Vijayawada. And this episode of mine deals with Sangam age and Sangam literature. There is enormous measure of evidences for research in the post-Mauryan era which relates to 321 to 185 BCE. The centralized Mauryan power ended in 185 BCE, leading to the foundation of the Sunga Empire. There is a lot of literary evidence that can be gathered from royal inscriptions, the Shastras, the secular literature, Buddhist religious and secular texts, and captivating Tamil anthologies from the south. Foreign literary sources from China, Syria, Greece, Persia, and Egypt give authority to the political and commercial setting of this period. The numismatic evidence simplifies the con- construction of relative chronologies and there is definitiveness from about 200 BCE onwards relating to the study of Indian history. The three ancient dynasties of South India were the Cholas, Cheras and Pandyas. These were the Tamil dynasties which were constantly warring with one another for regional supremacy. These three Tamil dynasties were located on the outskirts of the Mauryan Empire according to the Greek and Ashokan sources. Much useful information about their social life can be gathered from the ancient Tamil literature known as Sangam literature, which also includes Tolkapiyam, a manual of Tamil grammar by Tolkapiyar. It can be inferred that there was intervention of Aryan traditions from the north into a predominantly indigenous Dravidian culture. Numerous Roman gold coins in various sites signify the extensive South Indian links with the outside world. Series of poets and bards assembled in Madurai under the royal patronage and composed anthologies of poems of which a few have survived. 
during this period there was overland trade and this facilitated many to travel from one place to another across south asia and this led to intermingling of cultures and ideas let us now go into the political history of the various dynasties or kingdoms that existed during the sangam age namely the cheras cholas and the pandyas the area which is to the south of river krishna and tungabhadra is called south india and during the sangam age three dynasties ruled namely the cheras cholas and pandyas the main source for this study is traced from the literary references of sangam period which relates to the 1st century bc to the end of 2nd century ad in south india it is named after the sangam academies during that period academicians esteem the sangam period as a classical age and golden age of the tamils and it is compared to the ancient glory of greece and rome in addition to the sangam literature there are archaeological findings from various sites which throw light on different aspects of the political socio economic religious and cultural life of the sangam age the literal meaning of sangam is amalgamation and it is related to an academy of learned people according to the tamil legends there were three sangams which were held in the ancient south india popularly known as muchangam these sangams flourished under the royal patronage of the pandya kings of madurai the area lying to the south of river krishna and tungabhadra as i mentioned earlier is south india and going into the details of the political history of sangam period let us begin with the cheras the cheras ruled over the hilly country in the west and their capital was vanji or karur and their rule relates to the area of modern kerala on the malabar coast the cholas controlled the fully irrigated fertile kaveri basin with their capital at urayur the pandyas exercised their authority over the pastoral and coastal parts with a capital at madurai the cheras ruled over a major part of modern kerala and their capital was vanji and tondi and musiri were their important seaports their insignia was bow and arrow 
The reference is made to the three generations of Chera rulers in the Pugalur inscription of the first century AD. Senguttuvan, who belonged to the second century AD, was an important ruler of Cheras. The first ruler of the Chera kingdom was Udayan Cheralandan, under the leadership of Nedun Chenguttuvan, the son of Udayan, the kingdom rose to its prominence. His military achievements have been chronicled in the epic Selipadikaram, which gives details about expeditions of his to the Himalayas, where he defeated many North Indian rulers. He won a naval victory against a local chieftain on the Malabar coast and he also defeated the Yavanas. And because of all these uh, achievements, he assumed the title Adi Raja, especially after he extended his kingdom to the Himalayas. Cheran Chinguttuvan was probably the greatest Chera kingdom king of the Sangam age. Cheran Chinguttuvan was probably the greatest Chera king of the Sangam age. Victories of Cheran and naval force of the Chera kingdom are depicted in Silpadikaram, which is written by his brother Ilongo. He introduced the Patini cult or the worship of Kannagi as the ideal wife in Tamil Nadu, known as Kannagi cult. He maintained diplomatic relations with China and he was the first to send embassy to China from South India. Now let us try to have a little recap of what we have learned through a few questions. So what is the chronology of the Sangam age? Can you tell me? It is from the 1st century BC to the end of 2nd century AD in South India. What was the capital of the Cheras? Vanji. And their important seaports included Tondi and Musiri. Udayan Chera London was the first ruler of the Chera kingdom. Nedun Chenguttuvan, the son of Udayan, was a very powerful ruler and he adopted the title Adi Raja. So the work which depicts the victories of Cheras and details of their nail force. is Silabadikaram. And who wrote Silabadikaram? Who wrote Silabadikaram? Ilongo. Right. Now, let us now go on to the other dynasty which existed during the Sangam age. And that is Cholas. The Chola kingdom extended from northern Tamil Nadu to southern Andhra Pradesh. Their capital was originally at Urayur. Later, 
it was shifted to Puhar or Tanjore. According to the Sangam literature, the earliest kingdom which exercised sovereignty over Tamilikam was the Chola kingdom. The greatest Chola king was King Karikala Chola. Karikala means man with charred leg. According to the legend, he had an accident by fire in early age and he got that name, Karikala Chola. So in Sanskrit, it meant death to Kali, death to elephants. The insignia of Cholas was tiger and Karikala Chola defeated the Pandyas in the Chera rulers and he established his supremacy. He built a new capital, Puhar, Kaveri Patnam, and he undertook many welfare programs. The grand Anikat, known as Kallanai, was built by Karikala, one of the oldest water diversion or water regulator structures in the world which is still in use. Kallanai is a massive dam of unhewn stone across the main stream of the Kaveri near Sri Rangam and it provided irrigational facilities. Karikala Cholan Mani Mandapam Memorial Hall was built in honor of the king who built the Grand Anikat. The hall also features a bronze statue of the king. So during his rule, forests also were cleared and incentives were offered to agriculture and trade. Brahmanical sacrifices also were encouraged and he was also a great patron of art and literature. Now let us try to have a short recap of what we have learned through a few questions that I'm going to answer, that I'm going to ask and I will also give you the answer. So who was the greatest Chola king? It was Karikala Chola. What was the earliest kingdom which exercised sovereignty over Tamilikam? The Cholas. So it was the Cholas who have who have come who have been known as the earliest kingdom which exercised sovereignty over Tamilakam. Which work portrays the life and military conquests of Karikala Chola? Pattinapalai. The Battle of Venni was a turning point in the career of which Chola king? Karikala Chola. So many Sangam poems mention the battles of Venni. Okay, it was a turning point in the career of Karikala Chola. And he defeated the confederacy of Cheras, Pandyas and 11 minor chieftains. Uh, he also fought at uh, Valaiparandalai in which nine enemy chieftains submitted for him. So thus, we can 
say that through these military exploits, he became the overlord of the whole of Tamil country. Right. Next, we go into another dynasty, and that is the Pandyas. So the Pandyas ruled over the present-day southern Tamil Nadu, and their capital was Madurai. Their insignia was the Kaur. The earliest known Pandyan king was Mudukundimi Peruvalludi. Mudukudimi Peruvalludi. He was a heroic soldier. He was a great patron of literature and a great devotee of Lord Shiva. He also patronate, he gave a lot of patronage to the Brahmins and he donated many villages to help them. King Nedunchalian, also known as Aryapadai Kadanta Nedunchalian. Aryapadai Kadanta Nedunchalian was the distinguished ruler of the Pandyas. He defeated the combined armies of the Cheras and Cholas in the heroic field of Talayalanganam, in which Chera king was captured. He also captured neighboring areas and strengthened the Tamilakam. Nedun Chelian was a follower of the Vedic religion, and under his patronage, Madurai became the great seat of Sangam literature. And during his time, during the rule of the Pandyas, there was a flourishing seaport that is Korkai. So, Madurai Kani was written by Mangodi Marutanar and it describes the socio-economic conditions of the flourishing seaport of Korkai. Now let us try to summarize what we have learnt relating to the Pandyas. So what was the capital of the Pandyas? Madurai. So Madurai was the capital of the Pandyas. And the distinguished ruler of the Pandyas was King Nedunchelian. Under the royal patronage of Nedunchelian, Madurai became the great seat of Sangam literature. And the flourishing seaport of the Pandyas was Korkai. Korkai was a flourishing seat of the Pandyas. And uh, we get the information about this Korkai from Madurai Kani, written by Mangudi Marutanar. It was written by Mangudi Marutanar. Right, so thus we understand that in the ancient Sangam age, the three ancient dynasties which flourished were Cheras, Cholas and Pandyas. And they were the Tamil dynasties 
and they were constantly warring with one another for regional supremacy and the information we get about these dynasties from sangam literature because we understand that series of poets and bards assembled under the royal patronage and they have composed anthologies of poems which of which a few survive but they have become very valuable source for the study of this particular age let us now try to understand learn about the sangam literature sangam literature explains the early history of tamilakam the entire tamil region the oldest extant a literary work in tamil is tolkapiyam a discourse by tolkapiyar on tamil semantics and syntactics composed during the second sangam presently the term sangam literature relates to the works in verse which are controlled in the academic and literary composition such as ettutogai ettutogai relates to eight collections pattu pattu 10 village songs and pattinengkil kanakku 18 minor works so ettutogai pattu pattu and pattinengkil kanakku these are believed to have been produced during 150 to 250 ce the five epics the five great poems namely chintamani silapadikaram manimekalai valayapatti and kundalakesi are relegated to the later dates of these the last two namely valayapatti kundalakesi are not extant silapadikaram by ilongo adigal and manimekalai by satnar are called the twin epics so silapadikaram by ilango adigal and manimekalai by satnar are called the twin epics they form a continuous series narrating the story of a single family kovalan the rich merchant of uhar Kannagi, Kovalan's chaste wife, Madhavi, the dancer with whom Kovalan lived in wedlock, and Manimekalai, the daughter of the daughter born out of this wedlock. These all are the various characters who are portrayed in these twin epics. So, what were these twin epics? Silapadikaram and Manimekalai. in the in this epic ilango is referred to as the brother of the administering chera king sengit senguttuvan manimekalai was written mainly to promulgate the buddhist doctrine among the tamils these poetical works summarize the social religious economic and political conditions of tamilakam 
there is focus on the cities of Madurai, Puhar, or Pumpuhar, or Kaveri Patnam, Vanji, or Karur, and Kanchi. The, these works can be dated to the first three centuries of the Christian era. The current variable count of the Sangam anthology comes to 2,279 poems of changing lengths from three lines to about 800 lines. Some are written by a single author and others like the Naladiyar contain the contributions of many poets. These works were composed by 473 poets, among whom were 50 women, which is very interesting. So there were 50 women authors. And then there are 102 which are unsigned. By Sangamage, Tamil as language gained dignity and it became an influential and sophisticated medium of mythical expression. Sangam poems are of two types, one of the short ode and the other a long poem. As far as the historical importance is concerned, short odes are considered to be of a greater value than the long lyrics. The odes are scribed and assimilated by the versification styles in eight anthologies. The anthologies in which they are collected include Ahana Nuru, Purana Nuru, Kurutogai, Narinai, Kalitogai, Paripadal. Ain Guru Nuru, Pattiru Pattu are collectively called Ettutogai. The ten long lyrics or descriptive poems known as Pattu Pattu is said to be the ninth group. There are further classifications to the separate and standalone works. Tirumurugarupadai is a devotional poem on Lord Muruga. Siru Panarupadai deals with generous nature of Nalliya Kodan who ruled over a part of the Chola kingdom. Perum Banaruppadai describes Tondaiman Ilantirayan and his capital Kanchipuram. The other work is Purunaruppadai. Pattinappalai sings in the praise of 
Karikala, the great Chola king. Neduval, Nedunalvadai and Madurai Kangi deals with Talayangattanattu Nedunchelian, the great Pandyan king. Talayan Ganattu Nedunchelian, the great Pandyan king. Kurinjipattu portraits the description of the hilly regions and hill life. Malai Padukadam refers to the chieftain Nannan and also the battle songs and inspirational compositions for the armies of the kingdom. So the names are tongue twisting, I know, but students, please, you have to learn this up. Okay, so let's try to have a short recap of what we have just learned relating to the Sangam literature. So what is the oldest extant literary work in Tamil and who is its author? Tolkapiyam by Tolkapiyar. So what are the five epics of Sangam literature? Chintamani, Silapadikaram, Manimekalai, Valayapatti Kundalakesi. Who authored Silvadikaram? Ilongo. So, what are the twin epics of Sangam literature? Silvadikaram and Manimegale. Right? So, with that, we come to the conclusion of this particular topic namely the Sangamage, the three dynasties that have existed. And of course, the source from which we were able to reconstruct the history of this Tamilikam, namely the Sangam literature.